to the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. All right, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. It is your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Now, for those of you that do not know, I wrote a book back in 2017, and it's called 20 Days to Better Relationships, the workbook, because you gonna work, okay? <laughs> uh, I said that as a joke, but like, no, seriously. Um, it is definitely a book that was an investment of my heart. Uh, I thought to myself when I wrote this, how can I sort of guide people through this process of really truly investing in their relationships and doing the real work but from the comfort of their own home so that's available on amazon but it's also available um, on my website for purchase the digital copy there's even a kindle edition epub edition and moby edition etc so I say that because I thought it would be really fun to do an episode where I'm walking you through how to create a safe space. This is day two of um, the 20 days. And it's super important to start at creating a safe space because when you are doing relationship revamps, when you are investing in your relationship or just deciding to commit to your relationship in a different way or with a new perspective, you have to reestablish a safe space. So I'm just going to go through day two of the 20 days. So grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and let's dig into it. So there's one problem with trying to revamp your relationship. It's impossible to talk to, insert that person's name here. No doubt, if you are at this point in your relationship, some serious things have probably happened in your relationship. And you might be asking yourself, where do you go from here? How do you even get to the point where you want to talk to this other person? Because you guys have to remember, I'm a trauma therapist. So I know we get to this space where it's like, yeah, my relationship is still cute and cuddly because we disagreed over like whether we should take Uber or Lyft. Like, no, we're talking about real trauma, real baggage, real emotional damage here. So you got to do some prep work. And I know that you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you, but I'm confident that this is the only way to move forward. You've got to wave the white flag. Yes, you heard me correctly. You have to wave the white flag. If you weren't the guilty party, then you can skip on over to the next step. But before you automatically say in your head, well, I know I was right, so I'm skipping ahead. I need you to stop and seriously consider. Seriously take your time and answer these questions. What happened? 
What part did I play in the incident? Is there anything that I could have communicated differently? Could the incident have been avoided? What am I really trying to communicate? What was the person trying to communicate? Now, once you've answered these questions, you might find out that your delivery, how you said what you said, might have been a little bit harsh, even if you genuinely meant for it to come across in a loving, caring manner. And if you're at this point, you might be struggling with the thoughts of wanting to apologize, but refusing to apologize because let's be honest, you are fearful that the person will think that you didn't mean what you said and you meant what you said. It's giving very much, I said what I said. (laughs) But this can be resolved with a simple conversation. But the conversation can't start until one person surrenders. And if you are the one that is listening to this podcast episode, I'm guessing the party that's going to have to surrender is going to be you. Your surrender might not look like mine. Surrendering means coming to a point where you say like, okay, look, 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 look. I'm not really sure what happened, but I'm sorry that things happened the way that they did. Or it might look like, can we talk? I want to apologize for insert the specific action here. I was trying to insert your intention here, but it might not have come out that way. I want to work on us. Is that okay? If either of these versions don't feel natural, come up with your own surrender statement. And that's what I'm calling it, a surrender statement or an apology in preparation to even start the conversation. If we're doing the work and you, if you're still listening, then I'm assuming that you're doing the work. So if we're doing the work, I need you to really attempt this with me. Write it down and practice it. After you've surrendered, the ball is in their court. Now, some people might want to talk right away and other people might need a little bit more time before they're actually ready. So here are a few things that you can do to actively work to create a safe space. You'll want to come up with a safe word. So obviously, disagreements are inevitable in relationships because meanings and intentions get twisted. And most often when our meanings and intentions get twisted, we get upset. Okay, we like, I got the hands. I know I'm sanctified, but these hands still work, honey. Stop playing with me. (laughs) We jump to conclusions and we often assume the worst based on our past experiences. So how can we make every effort to keep disagreements in the disagreement category instead of the argument category? You can make every effort to create and regularly use a safe word. I use this technique with my clients all the time. And while it does take some practice getting used to how we use a safe word, what the purpose of a safe word is, etc., When you start to incorporate this, you will find that your conversations and your disagreements go just a little bit smoother. A safe word is a word that you and your spouse, your friend, whoever, you come up with as a way to prepare each other for a serious, potentially heated discussion. 
So when either of you hears the safe word, it's a cue for you to like mentally prepare yourself to discuss something serious, but you also have to try your best not to get upset. So that means that you need to be mindful of your tone of voice, your body language, and most importantly, your feelings. This means that you need to have some level of self-awareness. You have to monitor your responses. I want you to pause with me for a moment here. And I want you to think about a time that you wanted to communicate something serious, but you simply avoided doing it because you were fearful that the person you wanted to talk to wouldn't listen or they wouldn't care or they would overreact. And nobody wants to talk to anybody under these conditions. So you might be creating these conditions without even realizing it. So only you can take inventory and figure out if your body language, your tone of voice, your feelings are hindering the important things from taking place. The next thing I want you to do is prepare yourself. Whether you are the one starting the conversation or somebody just brought the safe word to you, you have to prepare yourself. Most of the times when we have these conversations with people, we are not really intending to listen to them, right? (laughs) Let's keep it real. We are listening, quotation mark, to prepare our defense statement. Our minds are ready for attack mode. We have our excuses. We have our defenses in an effort to maintain our blamelessness. So we don't actually listen for the need that the person is trying to communicate. Or we don't listen to the hurt feelings that lie underneath their statement. We don't allow ourselves to hear what their heart is truly trying to say. Now, most often when we communicate with people, our statements come in layers, which is a defense mechanism. And it comes in layers because we're so afraid of vulnerability with one another. Creating a safe space is going to eventually help to reduce the layers that we wrap our statements in because we will come to realize that vulnerability is safe in this particular space with this particular person. So we'll start to realize that, insert that person's name, accepts me in my vulnerable state and I accept them in their vulnerable state. Now, accepting somebody in their vulnerable state does not mean we agree with everything they're doing and saying. It simply means that they are allowed the freedom and the space to express it and they are going to be treated with respect regardless of what they say. So when we prepare ourselves and filter our reactions and our judgments, we allow the opportunity for more conversations to take place. So it's a lot to remember especially in the heat of the moment. I know that. I want you to take the day and process this information. I want you to try to figure out practical ways that you can keep this in the forefront of your mind when you get upset. Okay, so that was day two out of 20 days. And then there's a workbook part. So for the workbook part, I'm gonna read off these prompts to you. When we find ourselves catching attitudes or getting offended, most likely the source of our frustration is something inside of us, inside of you, inside of me. And we don't want to admit that. 
So by the time we're adults, our minds have already been shaped by our experiences and we have to take a walk down memory lane. So I want you to think very carefully about your answers to these questions. What are the top three things that irritate you when you're talking with, insert the name, And then we're going to tease into that a little bit further. And what are the potential reasons these things bother you? So for each of the reasons, I want you, for each of the things that irritate you, I want you to go deeper and think about the reasons why these might bother you. What could this possibly be connected to from your past? So as an example, I get irritated when my husband mimics my voice. Potential reasons this bothers me is because I was teased in high school and the kids used to mimic my voice. Very simple, yet very powerful exercise. The next thing is things that hinder you from contributing to a safe space. I want you to take note of those things. The next time you get into an argument, if you can't think of it right now, I want you to try to actively think, what are the things that are hindering me from contributing to a safe space? And then flip that and consider things that you could do to create a safe space. And that's part of the framework for creating a safe space for conversations. If you enjoy today's episode, I'm going to leave a link for the show notes for this workbook. This workbook does not just cover dating relationships. Um, I'm going to read off a couple of the chapter titles to you. What to expect, creating a safe space, when the honeymoon ends, the secret life of your teen, maximizing communication, the truth about parenting a different child, parent shaming, how to move beyond a violent past, how to move beyond a hurtful past, forgiving absentee parents, breaking reactive responses, when suicide becomes a family member, and so much more. So once again, you can get the digital version of this. Um, I'll link both the digital and the physical version in the show notes. And if you're interested in hearing more from this book, hit me up on social media or send me an email and let me know. And I will do a couple more episodes where we have an expansive conversation around how to reset your relationships. And that's all I have for you this week.